Live from State Street and the Old National Bank Studio. This is Carmen and Yurko. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. We're listening to the ESPN Chicago app, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. This is WMVP WSAG HD2 Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Hope you're having a great day. Up down, ready. We're live in the old National Bank State Street studio on Twitch. Join the chat there, twitch.tv. Download the app, search ESPN 1000 Chicago. Brought to you all this week by DraftKings. We are already preparing for week 10 in the NFL. The Bears host the Lions, and the Bears are a favorite of about a field goal against Detroit. Detroit checks in with a record of 2-6. and six. The Bears are 3-6. and six. But the story has been Justin Fields, who continues to play better. He is your NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Not a surprise after the performance at Soldier Field last Sunday. Let's get up to Hallis. It's back to work Wednesday, and Courtney Cronin is there, and she joins us every Wednesday here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And she's brought to you by ETI School of Skilled Trades. Courtney, everybody is uh, super excited. I, people have him better than Lamar Jackson already. I would pump the brakes on that, but... Uh, it sure beats the alternative. Uh, I can, I, I will rest assured it beats the alternative. At least we're talking about a player that is exciting right now, and he seems to be getting better on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, it's such a weird change of events. Like, you think back to where they were, you know, a calendar month ago, which was October 9th. That's pretty much the Washington game when, you know, fans are clamoring for Ryan Poles to go draft a quarterback in 2023 and how quickly the tides have turned in favor of Justin Fields. And there's a multitude of reasons for that. Like, you can look through the numbers. Like, he's getting better in so many different areas. The offense is placating to his strengths in ways that it just didn't. And I think that it's not just the growth within the quarterback that we're seeing. It's the play-calling aspect, too, that's putting this offense – Uh, giving this offense a true identity that maybe it didn't have the first six weeks of the season. And, you know, it's just just wild to think, you know, four weeks technically past the, you know, one of the worst performances of his career where he was sacked five times. He's NFC Offensive Player of the Week. It's quite a turnaround. How much more involved will Chase Claypool be in week two? I think considerably. I mean, the way that coaches and, and players are speaking about him, dating back to, you know, Sunday and then just talking with Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields about what Chase adds to this offense, it's an element that they want to tap into more. I mean, I personally on Sunday was a little surprised just to see how how involved he was early on. Of course, that leveled off. And I remember talking with Chase after the game. He said, no, it was it slowed down until it sped up for him mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's to be expected. You've been here for five seconds by the time that they throw you into the mix on Sunday. But that's changing the dynamic of this receiver room in a way that I think creates good competition and you know, gives, gives the quarterback – more, you know, just different elements in the passing game. And that's, I think it's going to be a wake-up call for guys like Byron Pringle once they get off IR. We know that, you know, Pringle's still within his 21-day window. He is going to practice today. But Valus Jones Jr., too. I mean, that receiver room, all of a sudden, you've got guys coming back from injury. You've got a new addition in Chase Claypool. Like, it, the competition's going to be steeper, and it's going to be harder for guys to, to make the you know to make the game day roster and to get snaps when when the competition is better than it was earlier this season. What's happening at the right tackle position? Mm. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Riley Reef going forward. It does feel like this team 
has, you know, a good option there and a veteran option and giving Reef a chance to play. And of course they waited until they had a window to do that with the Larry Borum injury, but you know, that'll be a that'll be a matchup, that'll be a position and a position battle to watch going through practice and then going into the week because Leatherwood Alex Leatherwood is a healthy scratch. And I think that that's somewhat concerning because if that if you're not playing and you're healthy, it's usually because I mean, certainly it's a numbers game, but it's because there's somebody else who's doing their job better than you and somebody else in the team feels puts them in a better position than having a specific player out there. So, I mean, Larry Borum being the backup to Riley Reeves taking Larry Borum's mm. job last week, I mean, he wouldn't have been cleared if he still had a concussion or was still dealing with things. So I think that that tells you how they feel about the protection that Riley Reef provides up front. And, I mean, you know, statistically, numbers-wise, actually, the last couple of weeks, the pockets have not been as clean for the Bears as they were, you know, early on when people are clamoring that Justin Fields is not getting rid of the ball fast enough and, and things of that nature. But it's um, it, it's certainly a position that becomes more intriguing with an offensive line that, you know, is still a work in progress. Can they go uh, the whole season without playing Alex Leatherwood after making that claim on him and assuming the contract? Jesus, you would hope not. That's like <laughs> $6 million in guarantee. I know. Like, that's that's kind of that's – a, that's a – that's a uh, short-sighted move if that happens. Yeah. And I know that there won't be people in the front office who are happy about that. But, you know, you claimed him knowing he was a first-round pick, knowing that all of those guarantees you'd be picking up mm-hmm. instead of letting you know, him you know, run the risk of, going, you know, of clearing waivers. Um, they clearly saw something there. But obviously there have been circumstances since then that have played into, you know, not into the Bears' favor. You know, Leatherwood had mono. He was out for a month. Right. Um, and, and, you know, the, the ramp-up process for that might have been, might be taking longer than needed. But it's, uh, it certainly isn't playing out the way that you would expect for a team mm. that claimed him, knowing just the financial burden that that would take on. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, I'll tell you what else is bad. Valus Jones being scratched. I mean, that's <laughs> another one. I, I, I know I ask every week. There's always... A Valus Jones question from Carmen, but I mean, my God, Courtney, you know, uh, if Brisker and Gordon turn out to be studs, like, great. And, and Brisker already looks like a good player. And certainly Kyler Gordon plays a premium position. You could argue in this day and age, Brisker does too. Um, but this was like the richest, one of the richest, deepest wide receiver classes ever. They passed on guys that are already being productive. They passed on George Pickens. Twice now again, I, I suppose if those other two hit, like you're happy with that because they're premium defensive positions for you. But uh, to end up with Valus in the third round and to say, oh, we're not worried about his age, and you know, to be scratched at this point with what they have in their receiver room, that that is a terrible indictment. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a, that's exactly the word I was going to use. Where you know they had five guys up and Chase Claypool, who again had been here you know for two minutes by the time that he saw the field. Like that, that's, that's telling you what they, what the coaching staff thinks about Vela Jones. Mm. And it's not just, you know, as a punt returner, I know Matt Eberflus said on Sunday, it was because of special teams, you know, today he kind of followed up asking, being asked about, well, what does he need to do to see the field on offense? And you're going to get the answer of, Oh, it's consistency. It's this, that, and the other thing. But I think the level of competition that, Chase Claypool brings to this room that when Byron Pringle gets back, assuming he's able to get back within this 21 day window, I don't think they would have activated him if that was the case, if he wasn't able to, you know, this is a, this is a critical stretch for Valus Jones to prove that he can get back into the lineup in some form or fashion. Cause he wasn't really doing much outside of 
you know, a couple jet sweeps here and there and just such limited usage on offense, you know, it's kind of, if they walk away from this season and Velas Jones is a healthy scratch for several games or just doesn't do much, that's going to look like a really bad pick. And that's a high pick. You spend a third round pick and that's the only receiver that you took. And I think the good thing is, you know, to go silver lining on you here, the way that offenses are, are trending the last four or five years in college, you spread offenses, oh, yeah. you're going to be finding a lot of receivers. But the talent is deep. 2020 wasn't an anomaly. That group, mm. and then followed up by the 2021 group, and then this year's group. You know, don't forget Alec Pierce, too. They passed yep. on him they in the second round. They passed on Pierce, yep. Um, you know, there's... <sighs> There's a chance that they can get it right, like because it just, you know, certainly through ten weeks right now, uh, Velas Jones was not the right pick at that spot, and they're learning. Uh, you know, learning as a front office uh, to maybe not draft on potential when you've already had, you know, more than an ample sample size to see what Velas Jones is because of his age and knowing too the the history of it. Like you got to put two and two together here. If the guy couldn't hang on at USC and has been in college for six years, yes, there's the COVID year and all of that, if you have a career in college that's that long, it might not just be that you didn't get ample opportunity or a chance to shine. It might actually be more of an indictment on the player and his skill set and where his ceiling is versus where you want it to be and so desperately hope it will be when you give him an opportunity in the NFL. Was uh, Khalil Herbert not being as involved a product of sort of the game flow and the way things were going and just uh, with some of the things Justin was doing and some of the design runs, or did it have anything to do with uh, really, as Yurko pointed out, kind of led to, you know, what led to that block punt for uh, for, mm-hmm. the, for the touchdown? I mean, was it like, hey, we can't have those types of mistakes. You're going to sit here for a while. I mean, which which was it more of, if, if anything, Courtney? You know, the splits between Herbert and Montgomery from the Dallas game to the last week against Miami, they're actually just about the same. Um, and I looked a little further into the numbers. I mean, what they've got defined roles for both of these guys. I mean, in the, in the two-minute offense, that's Khalil Herbert. That's mm-hmm. where he gets his bread and butter. Um, you know, David Montgomery is a goal line back. He's a short yarded situation. Uh Oddly enough, more of the passes, I mean, more of the targets have gone towards David Montgomery, and I was expecting that that might be, might be the opposite, but uh, it's not that they're getting that much production from you know, the receiving end from their running backs. But it just kind of felt like, to me last week, Fields is your, technically is your third threat, but yeah. he's your most important threat in the running game. And sometimes you're going to have to ride that when it is so effective. And it's not just design runs. He had 111 yards on scrambles last week for like seven times of his 14. So when you have that element, you know, when they talk about the hot hand, you could, you know, the hot hand doesn't just extend to the running backs. It's also your quarterback who's a huge rushing threat for you. Yeah. All right. Where does the pass rush come from now that everyone's gone? It's been kind of non-existent all year anyway. I think they're, they're certainly bottom five in the NFL, maybe even bottom Blitz, two. Courtney. Uh, they did that. I don't think it's their style. I don't think this system is a style that blitzes heavily. Eberflus and Allen Williams don't blitz you know, a lot. You know what the bad style is? Giving up a touchdown on the first three possessions of every game. That's a bad style. Where does the, where does the pass a pass rush come from? Do they have to start bringing more heat? Yeah, absolutely. And and Yurko knows how I feel about this. We talked about it post game. I just think it's an outdated way to think in the NFL mm. that you're going to get pressure with a standard pass rush. Like not not when you're going against quarterbacks like this. And yeah, I know nobody blitz Patrick. You know, Tennessee had a good formula yeah, for Patrick Mahomes yep. last week because yep. they didn't blitz him. You know, 
they still won that game. And I just don't think that you can continue with status quo. Uh, and even Matt Eberflus, I mean, remember, he's not calling defensive plays. Yes, this is his scheme, but this is Allen Williams' defense. He's the one calling plays. He's the one dialing up, not dialing up blitzes. And I just think even from hearing from Matt Eberflus today that there is kind of the pressure, the, the pressure to bring more pressure, to, to bring more rushers, to – try to modernize this thing and, and work with work around your personnel, work around your scheme deficiencies, because you can't, you can't pre- walk away from a game where three of the touchdown to his touchdowns, two came against a standard rush. One came when they rushed three, which was inexplicable. Mm. In my opinion, you can't have that. Wow. So um, they've got to get more creative with it. Cause I, I think I was talking with the guys on with uh, Waddle and Sylvie about this yesterday. Like, again, we know that this is not typically a defense that that blitzes a lot. And so I remember when Alan Williams was talking about how do you contain Aaron Rodgers, he said, we've got to pressure him, we got to blitz him. And I was thinking in my mind that that's you know, probably coach speak, that's you know putting something out there so they think something's going to come that doesn't. And they actually ended up doing it more than I anticipated week two. So I think you've got to look at this and realize, you know, what you're doing right now is not working. You know, this defense – was already deficient before they traded Robert Quinn, before they traded uh, Roquan Smith. And, you know, to go into it now, you can't stay the same that you, same way you are. It's so predictable. I mean, the, the defensive ends are lining up over the tackles mostly every snap. Like, I would like to see, and I would think that they'd like to see a little bit more creativity uh, dispersed in there just to try to be able to catch, you know, offenses maybe in positions that you haven't earlier this season. Courtney, excellent stuff. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. There's Courtney Cronin at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. Read her stuff at ESPN.com. She's brought to you by ETI School of Skilled Trades. Matt Eberflus did talk today, and he talked about the problems they're having defensively, not just with their pass rush, but how about the third down defense? We'll play some of that sound for you coming up. If you've got a thought, talk Bears with us uh, this weekend against the Lions. Thoughts on Justin Fields, uh, where this is headed with Justin. Uh, How good could he potentially be? Still a ways to go, but man, oh, man, is he making strides these last three, four weeks? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Carmen and Yurko. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko sixty four on Twitter on ESPN one thousand. Chicago's home for sports. right it's carmen and Yurko coming back on this beautiful wednesday beautiful. afternoon beautiful. adam dog quit pushing my chair around before i beat we you we gotta get on the twitch i channel, don't have dude. to do anything okay We're remember that just seeing the remember guts. that like, i don't have to do anything the chair and all if we i'm see comfortable i've got to be comfortable that's all i ask you it's for on this wonderful wednesday day. two and, and a half hours turn the camera over to where i'm at no in the corner that's me in the corner. That's me in the spot. Light. Choose. Is it losing my, my religion or choosing, choosing my religion? Choosing my religion first. Choosing my religion. Then I'm losing my religion later on. Song of the day. What do you yeah, think? What do you guys? think, guys? What do you think? Song of the day? Hard no. Hard Hard I am really. Me, I've really been singy. Hard pass. Let me sing, sing something. Song. It's got to be the parody contest that's doing it to we're me. Gonna, we're going to craft a beauty for this year. R.E.M., by I, the way. R.E.M. I'm going to play Eber Flu sound in a minute. But let me, uh, since you brought up Black and Abdallah. And you our, brought two up the song. No, no. our two guys. Our two guys. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? What do you, you want to say? Let's Last do it. Let's fight. Two, you guys want to uh, fight? Black and Abdallah, six to eight tonight. 
These two now have taken to just like they're just trolling Chase on the South Side now because oh, again, are they? oh my God, I walked out because, of the studio because Chase. So Ch- I, Chase has got to get over it. The Mitch thing, he does have to get over. The guys are right. So that's what but it is. La- it's yeah. the Mitch thing. But 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 last night, even, I even like guys. Now you're being silly because Chase is going back and forth, and he's like, "Oh, who would you rather have?" <laughs> Cade McNown or Mitch Trubisky, and these these guys both go Cade McNown. Yeah. I'm like, now you're just trolling him. The, the, now you're tormenting you'll take the man. Mitch Trubisky eight days a week over Cade McNown. You would McDowell. have rather had Rex. Re- yeah, Re- Grossman. Uh, no, yeah. here's the no, truth. No, no, you'd rather have no, Mitch than Rex. Grossman could throw down field. No, Are you oh, me stop it. Rex ago? was terrible too. Mike, Mike Glennon or uh, Mitch Trubisky? Mitch, Mitch. But come on, Cade McNown. What do you guys think? Mike uh, no, Mitch. it's Mitch. It's Mitch. It's Mitch. Mitch. Kate McNown it's Mitch. might be. Jonathan Quinn was inept. You almost <laughs> felt bad for Jonathan yeah. Quinn. But honestly, in my lifetime, and I've seen a lot of Bears, bad Bears quarterbacks, Kate McNown might be the worst I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I'm, uh, so I'm in the car and I'm laughing. I'm like, now they're just trolling poor Chase. He's beside himself. Yeah. He calls uh, every, every day. Every day he Justin calls Fields them. looks great. And he calls, hey, guys, let me ask you a question. What do you, what do you think uh, Mitch would be doing in this offense right now? Like, well, who's sitting, sitting at home today? I don't know. In 2022, thinking about Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know. He's good. Chase does have to get over it. And I love the guy. And, you know, Chase comes out anytime we're down south, we're out and about. He comes by, he says hi. He loves the station. He's got to stop, though. You, I mean, enough. What does he uh, love more, Mitchell Trubisky or the station? Uh, Mitch. I, I mean, think I th- he does. I think he loves Mitch I think more. he does. Because <laughs> when we've seen him in person, you say hello. It's like, good to see you, Chase. And like 10 seconds later, so guys, Mitch. what do you really think about Mitch? It's unbelievable. You guys hate Mitch, don't they're, you? They're just, but, no. <laughs> nobody cares that much anymore. Northy and Chase, I feel like. That's it. I didn't uh, hate him when he was here. Well, it's He's a, a nice it's guy. The, there's, a, there's a threesome there. It, it's that, North, it's Chase, and it's... Uh, is it Catman? It's Cappy. I think oh, even yeah. Cap gave up, though, in fairness. Oh, didn't he? I think Cap, like, they, waved oh, the they had a flag. whole uh, report. They had a report during training camp. Well, the they Trubisky did. They, report. But, but I thought that was more for fun, you know. Was it? I th- wasn't it? <laughs> That's a big no, because he came back like the few games he played well and like you know oh, got them God. down the field in field goal range and oh, no one missed God. the field goal. He was like, take that, see what he take, did. Take that. Look at what he did. No, I think even Cap knows. Anyway, Cap's like, I put my faith in the wrong person. He put his faith in Ryan Pace, and I think Cap realized he made a mistake. Big mistake. Uh, yeah, it's a big, big like John Madden would say. Here goes a big mistake. Here's Matt Eberflus today talking about, uh, we were just talking about some of the defensive woes with Courtney. By the way, I love Courtney's updates. And uh, did you notice her reaction when I said, they can't possibly go the whole year without playing Alex Leatherwood? Did you hear her reaction? She goes, Jesus, I hope not. <laughs> That's a great, just like natural reaction. So we That's a $6 million dollar salary. Like, if he doesn't play this year one snap, like, yikes. Yeah. That's not good, you're well, I you're picking up a talent, right? For six do million you, and then you never play to refine snap? the talent talent. You gotta refine it. The guy played like eleven hundred snaps last year. Costs I mean, a lot of money to dig gold out of the uh, you know, out of out of out of uh, concrete, right? And to dig it up. It takes a lot of money it to do that. It takes a lot right? of money, that's it true. It takes a lot of effort to do it, but you don't have the finished product until you have the finished product. You know, when you draft poorly yeah. to your I'm just thinking about the the the, the Raiders. They said goodbye. Uh, to hey, Leatherwood, you, right? You, you, you roll the you see dice. They cut? You see, they cut. They cut Jonathan Abram, who was another one of their first round picks. 
the year from the Mac deal. That they got so that would have been what twenty nineteen, yeah, right. The one of the picks that I think he was one of the. Well, actually, Jacobs might have been the Mac pick. Now that I think about it, they might have had two of their own, yeah, and had a third from the Bears in the deal. Uh, and I think Josh Jacobs was the actual Mac pick. I don't quote me and on that. And then they had the receiver but, play speed racer well, for yeah. some crazy uh, Henry reason. Henry Ruggs. Think about the way they've. Yeah. Like, and you want to know why you're bad when you draft like that and you got to say goodbye. So two uh, in a span of three drafts, they're outrighting first round picks. I mean, that's bad news. Anyway, uh, here was. Eberflus today talking about the biggest issue with their down defense right now, which, Yurko, as I told you earlier in the week, is the second worst in the NFL. The only team worse at failing to get the opposition off the field. Do you remember who I told you it was? The, the, there's only one team worse than Detroit. The Detroit. Detroit. The matchup and they're this playing weekend. each other. Kind of why I like the over, even though it's only going to be 40 degrees this weekend. Here's Matt Eberflus today. Yeah, I would just say, you know, uh, it is execution, you know, so I would say that. But uh, we just got to do a good job of creating, uh, have creative ways to create pressure. You know, I think, you know, winning on third down a lot of times is creating pressure on third down um, to get the uh, quarterback uncomfortable. Um, ideally, you'd like to do that with your front four, but sometimes, you know, uh, you have to mix it up and you got to be able to change things where you send five, six, and diff- different things and create different looks for the quarterback. So we just got to do a better job being creative uh, that way, and uh, we're looking to do that this week. Well, maybe they do now that he's talking about it, Yerk. Here's something else where the Bears are last. The Bears, according to Pro Football Reference, blitz less on a percentage basis than any team in the NFL. The Bears are blitzing on 14% of opponent dropbacks. The next closest team, Yurko, Matty Rufus's old team, the Indianapolis Colts, 14.5%. The Jets at 14.9%. Now, the Jets can get some pressure without it. If you can do it, yeah. you love it. But you got to have a Queen and Williams and things like well, that. That's right? the you know guy, I mean? When you say who the Bears need to draft, that's one of those oh, things okay. they need to draft. Or get them in free agency. Okay, because if you can do it, if you can apply the pressure, right, yeah. Without blitzing, uh-huh. well, then you're in, you know, you're in better shape. Sure, yeah. Um, like, here, I'll just give you an example. So while the blitz, while, while the, um, the Jets aren't blitzing a lot, they have twice as many sacks as the Bears, okay? So they're, they're blitzing at about the same rate, but their pressure percentage is higher. They have twice the amount of sacks. Uh, and, Yerk, they have, geez, they have about three times the number of quarterback knockdowns than the Bears. So, well, the Jets aren't blitzing. Well, the Jets are putting more pressure. So, uh, as you have pointed out, this isn't good enough. You can't have 13 sacks, not put a lot of pressure on, and never blitz. Yeah. So they got to find some sort find of a, a happy here, medium. Right? Yeah, got to find a happy medium. Who keeps walking by videotaping the young lady you, watching? That's like the third time she's come by videotaping you, smiling and waving. What's going on I here? I don't know what to tell you. That's the third time today. It's the Kavorka. You know what's going on. I'm not joking, you guys. Have you noticed this? That woman has walked by three times, smiling at Yurko, so, waving, videotaping as she, she goes by. Is she videotaping hey. or is she talking to someone on the phone? She's walking by also, like this. What? Right there. Next time she comes by, easy. We got to charge extra point, for the tweet. He's getting the old what? high hard one right there, what? boys. What? Yep. Bluetooth.com promo code ESPN. Bluetooth.com. Here, the people on the Twitch, Twitch can see this. She's walked by three times today, like this. You guys, I'm not kidding. 
going like that. Karma, are you jealous? What am I guilty of? Am I guilty of being being handsome? I mean, what's going on? I'm not even jealous. I'm just wondering what's happening. Do you know her? Listen, 85.85% of the time, every time we're out, everybody's fawning over Carmen. Do I ever get jealous over Carmen? No. Carmen's a handsome kid. I'm not jealous. Right. He's a good-looking guy. I got one that comes by. I'm just wondering what's happening. Are you... Videotaping me. I see, hey, how you doing? You know, maybe she's sending something back... Home to the people in Pamplona, Spain. I don't know. How am I supposed to know what she's doing? I, I'm not why? jealous. And I just know that next time she's going to get a show. You are a marvel. You oh, have the Kavorka. Hey. Women can't resist. I've seen yeah. it. But I'm just sort of in awe that, like, for the third time in the last 90 minutes, that woman has walked by these studios. How do you know she's not doing a little fitness thing, going around the block? I don't know. How do you know that? I, I'm Maybe just sort of. She's got to stay within earshot of the building she works she's in. Getting her steps and in. she's getting her steps in. I'm just sort of curious as to what exactly, like, is she taping the good kid for later? Is oh, she going to have well, some fun with it? Like, what is, know. what's happening? She keeps fucking my video What's dinner. she making for dinner, macaroni? I don't know. <laughs> this macaroni. is incredible. Well, you never know. She might go home and stir the macaroni. You truly. Oh, come on. <laughs> see what we got to deal oh, with. Oh, my God. He dumped it. He dumped it. He dumped it. got it himself. Oh. Wow. Dude. Oh, well, I had to set it up. You guys were a little slow on the update. No, I got it. No, oh, I, I was just going to. I just didn't know you were going to double this down. You got to be kidding. Look at that. What the hell? You got to be kidding. Everybody on Twitch got to hear that, by the way. And on HD. Yeah, and on HD. And nothing done for them. What happens on HD if somebody swears? That's okay because it's, it's not yeah, over the air radio. Not relegated, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you can't well, hear the swear. Crystal clear, clear though. Crystal clear. Great crystal feed. Clear. Yeah. If you want to listen to to when we play music on crystal the shows, oh get God. to that HD channel. It sounds stuff. great. So, Best stuff. I got it. I know. I got it. Thank God. I didn't know if the boys were going to get it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to save myself. You're going to be honest. I was not. I was going to let you yeah, hang out there I, with that one. I jumped overboard. You know what? I brought the life preserver. with You need a couple. You want a couple days off? You want a long weekend? Nope. Nope. Truly, nope, nope, nope. has the Kavorka. It is amazing. I mean, Carmen it, made me uncomfortable. You know, I'm not why? used to I'm somebody. Like, maybe well, yeah. I thought maybe you knew <laughs> a little adulation. I have no idea who it is. No, he I'm was, not. No, because if you're going to know somebody, he's like, hey, that's Johnny Five Stacks from over the yeah, down the true. way that's from true. you know, like he's he's that's got like true. ten names for people. I got nicknames I, I, for everybody. I, I've seen it. I'm not. It's not that I'm surprised that someone would be ogling over you. I'm just wondering. Like, yeah, God forbid, three times in an hour and a half is Jeez. sort of like. God hey, forbid somebody thinks I'm handsome. Here, can you know? be uglier over there? Yeah, could you, could I, you, it is. It's intimidating. <laughs> can try. Can you usually, just, hey, usually I don't have to try. It's, it's a gift, usually. It's intimidating being around him. Please, if she comes back, you guys, let's try to stop her and just talk to her, her for in, a minute. Get her in the studio. I, I would love to know, like, yeah. what it, like, oh, here's somebody else taking a picture of the good kid. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm see, not surprised. He knows. You're going to have a worse face. That's one handsome yeah. man to another taking yeah. pictures of the good kid. Maybe I'll go home and let the kids kick me in the face. A while. Jeez, <laughs> I didn't hell? mean it that way. I'm sorry if it came off that way. I just I'm couldn't show help up with it. Black eyes tomorrow and stuff. Right as the show started, I noticed her and I was like, "Oh, that's, she's smitten with a good kid." Then about 20 minutes later, she came walking back the other direction. Uh, so maybe she had finished running an errand. She came walking back up North State Street, and again, she's got the phone out. She's she's waving at the good kid smile. I'm like, "Oh, okay." She. And then the third time, it's like I can't help it. I got to say something now. Like, what exactly? Is going on? I get it. They're smitten with you. I really do. I'm not joking. I understand it. It but seems like you find like, it hard to believe. No, I don't. But you got to admit that's a little what you know. I, it's a little much. You never know. Women are getting more aggressive nowadays. Oh my god. You know. 
That's sometimes they call out I what mean, they want nowadays. Listen, there's, a, there's an easy explanation here. She walked by once. She went to go get lunch. She got back to work. That's the second time. The lunch was wrong. She had to go back to get it. She had to fix the lunch and She'll then walk be back. back. She's like, I'm going to go spy on that good yeah, kid again. Yeah, she be back. Not? You take the scenic route. A couple more times. I'm going to do the splits I, next time she comes I, by. I'll show how flexible I shorts. I, uh, when was the last time you could do the, the splits? Oh, I oh, never. Never. Never, but I'm quite flexible. He is. I've seen it. I mean, I'm not Mirko Krokop Filipovic uh, flexible. Of course not. You know, that's what the first name is, I was thinking right? of. Who is yeah. these days? You guys oh, exactly the name. Yeah. Come on, who is? Yeah. Uh, he know, they know who Krokop is. For real? Oh, yeah. One of the great pride fighters not of all time. chance in hell. Knocked no. out Bob Sapp. I, if oh, you would have yeah. put a gun you to my head, I would have guessed you Robert made up that Sapp. name. You guys never seen Krokop in action? No. Right leg hospital, left leg morgue? I Oh, oh, I've seen that oh, guy. Yeah. I You've have seen, seen that him. guy. You've seen I didn't him. know there was his name. I have oh, seen yeah. that guy. Miracle Krokop Filipovic. I would have guessed tennis players. Joe Rogan but... said one of the greatest stare downs of all time happened between Krokop and like Wanderson Silva or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Stare down. And Wanderson Silva's sitting there doing his thing, doing his thing. And he goes, Krokop, this guy's actually killed people. Mm. So, so you're, he... you're playing games and trying to stare him down. He doesn't care. This guy's killed people. That'd be like staring down Billy yeah. the Kid back yeah. in the day. Billy the Kid don't care. He ain't going to flinch. He, he didn't kill your ass. He didn't move. All right. I, I, Pro I, Cop never moved. I, I'm sorry for sidetracking us. You uh, did sidetrack us with that, that I, noise. I have, I have more Eberflus I wanted to play. Well, um, let's play more. Yeah, we'll do it. I mean, we got a half hour left I, before I the kids woman, get here. I hope that woman comes back. We'll be right back. Jeez. <laughs> Did you miss some Carmen and Yurko? You don't have to miss anything. Podcasts are ready on the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Live in our old National Bank State Street studio. It's Carmen and Yurko. On Friday, we're going to be out of the studio. Northwest side, Edison Park, Moretti's. Come by and see us. For another football Friday with Alta Equipment and Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Ooh, I tell you what, the, the rye, the American rye, the Irish with the American rye that they have makes a pretty badass uh, old-fashioned. Oh, you're with me. Keeper's Heart. I'll tell you guys this. We were out with them for Chicago's Couch Tailgate yep. on yeah. Saturday. Yep. Yeah. They have, if they have, they have a 10-year that's aged in pork barrels, I believe. No, wine. Wine barrels. Yeah, wine. Like, yeah, wine. like yeah. Cabernet yeah. barrels? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good. It's good, Delicious. Carm. Delicious. I like a good... Uh, well, the Angel's Envy is in port wine barrels. They have all kinds, but one, yeah. the one that sort of made them famous was aged in port wine yeah. barrels. Correct, yeah. yeah. We well, had a lot of sweet notes to all that spice from the oh, rye. You got yeah. that right. So we'll be drinking uh, some Keeper's Heart, and we'll be talking football with everybody this Friday at Moretti's, the one in Olmstead in Edison Park on the northwest side of the city. So come by and see us at Moretti's on Friday. Here's a little bit more on Matt Eberflus. You know, everybody giving the Bears high marks, and I think rightfully so, for the way they've played after that little mini-buy. Not even their official buy yet, which is still a month away, York. The Bears have one of the real late buys. They still have four more games before right. they buy. Yeah, they're the December. But the, yes. Second week of December. They had that little mini-buy, and they did well with it. They've lost two games, but they had the great upset win in New England. The offense has been much better. Here is Eberflus talking about some of the things they've done to self-scout and improve the offense. Like we said, about three weeks ago, we started to really you know, look at ourselves and, and do a good job of self-scouting uh, during that mini-buy. And you know, the coaches looked and see, you know, maximizing the skill sets of our players, not only Justin's, but other skill sets that we have, and minimizing what we, what we need to minimize. You know, and every, t- every group in the NFL has to do that. So I thought we did a really good job uh, of that study. 
and then working into that, you know, really implement it into the games, you know, and, and looking at some different things that people are doing around the league uh, with quarterbacks that can run the ball. And uh, our, our guy's certainly, you know, uh, obviously very you know, talented and can, is able to do a lot of those things, and he's doing it in a smart way, you know. So that's the other thing that the coaches have done a nice job with, you know, let's do this in a smart way. Um, so he can get out of bounds, slide down, and do things, uh, and also be creative, too. I love that, doing it in a smart way. If he's going to run, try to get him to the sideline so he can get out of bounds without taking those vicious hits. Because and, and you saw accumulate. Yeah. You saw a lot and, of it the other day. You saw it. And him getting down. He gets to the first down, gets down. You don't need the extra one or two yards right there. To spare yourself. Everybody thought Marvin Harrison was a little bit goofy because he wasn't giving it the old Walter Payton. Remember how Walter Payton would deliver and sure. finish and get the extra one or two yards, reach out? Everybody, Marvin Harrison this, Marvin Harrison that. Yeah, maybe Marvin Harrison was smarter than everybody else earlier yeah, on. Yeah. Call me what you want. But when I'm playing in my 16th year, yeah. you guys can come talk to me. Yeah. See who was maybe, right yeah. and who was wrong. Different era. Guys learn a little bit more. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, it's it's still early. It's nine games for Matty Riflus Yerk, and so... I think you always have to be careful when we talk about these types of things because look, Matt Nagy was the coach of the year for crying out loud. You know, uh, uh, in, in Joe Judge's rookie year, the middle of the season, if I remember correctly, the Giants ripped off four or five straight wins. And it was like, look at Joe Judge. He's no nonsense. And they're buying into Joe Judge. And how'd that yeah, work out? Not well. You know, so like I, I am, I'll be cautious, but I'll ask you, like from what you can tell and what you can glean, does this does Matt Eberflus seem competent to you? Does this coaching staff seem competent well, to you? I, I, I'd say yes, they seem competent, but they've got to be given the tools to be able to play. You know, and so it's the combination of polls given these guys. They all knew what was happening. Eberflus is on board. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the last thing you want to do is in your first year with you know uh, three more. Say they had three or four more guys. You go twelve and five. The next two years you go eight and eight. You're getting fired. Yeah, naggy. So if you're going to strip it down, strip it down. And, and and get yourself some salary cap and then get the players that you want, that you believe fit your system as you move forward. And what is it? The development of the quarterback, right? Development of the quarterback. Yeah. The development of the quarterback. We're nine games in. I think we've seen the quarterback develop some over the first nine weeks of the season. Yeah. Now let's hope we get some more development the rest of the way. And then give them the tools in the offseason. You know, one thing I want to look real If quick. he keeps developing, people are going to have smiles on their faces. Sure. People are going to be looking forward to the draft. People are going to be looking forward to free agency, which is before the draft. They will. Yes. And other teams will look. And guess what agents are looking at right now? Agents are scouring the league and saying, who's got the most money to spend? Oh, look at this. The Chicago Bears got a ton of money to spend. Oh, we might want to go to Chicago. And if mm. everybody thinks Justin Fields is the greatest thing in the world, which people are talking about, Maybe some receivers want to come play with the Chicago Bears. Uh, one thing I wanted to look real quick, too, because sometimes, tell me if this is a good indicator or not. The Bears have the eighth fewest penalties this year. That's like, what they kind, promised. Like kind of a buttoned-up team. you right. know. Not they promised right. that. They promised that it was going to be a little bit more disciplined team, right? Yeah. So that's good. Like yes, it, they that seem is competent. Good. Yes. I like what they did with this self-scout. I like some of the halftime adjustments they seemingly make. Like This seems like a competent coaching staff. But again, I, I do, you know... I, you probably have to be careful because teams eventually are going to learn you better and your tendencies. And then, like, how do you adjust back? Matt Nagy can never really figure that out after that first year, sort of catching lightning in a bottle. And he's probably not head coaching material. Like, I hope Matty Refluce is, and I hope this is all for real. But they, they're like, the messaging, 
you know, some of the things we saw in the preseason, things we're seeing now, he doesn't have the talent. The defense isn't going to be as good because I don't think there's a lot of talent. But they seem pretty buttoned up and prepared, and they did well with that little mini buy. And let's see what they do out of the actual buy. That's normally a good indicator of the staffs that are really good. We always talk about Andy Reid's success out of buy. Now 21-3 and in his career. How about that? 21-3, and Yerk. Is Andy Reid's record out yeah, of buy? It's pretty damn good. Well, uh, look at John Harbaugh. Again, look at the Ravens the other night off of a mini buy with the Thursday night into Monday night. What'd they do? They went on the road. Now, they were a favorite. I get it. They were a one and a half point favorite. What'd they do? They went on the road. They won easily. Good coach, good staff. We know it. You expect those sort of things. Uh, Mike Shanahan's career record, go look it up with extra time to prepare. And like in week one of seasons, phenomenal. Mike Tomlin, week one of like the coaches that. You know, you can sort of start to tell, like, who gets it, who understands how to get their team prepared. And I think we're seeing some positive signs and how and some handle, positive messages. Yeah, how from to Eberflus. handle the extra time. Absolutely. With your players. Absolutely. Also. Yeah. I, I think it's all pretty important. 312-332-3776 is the number if you want to jump in real quick. And we're going to crosstalk in 15 with Waddle and Sylvie. Uh, plus, there could be some real significant injury news in the NFL this week. Let's talk about that coming up next. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about. On Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, as you'd expect, there's been a big line move in one NFL game this weekend, Yurko. And I mean a big line move. Like, we're talking six points here. And what's the only thing that can move a line in the NFL that many points? Quarterback. A quarterback. Quarterback. So which game do you think I'm talking about? Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo at home against the Vikings where Buffalo opened uh, north of a touchdown. I think it was even bet up to nine and a half uh, early on in the week. And then the news of Josh Allen started creeping in. And then Sean McDermott said, well, he's day-to-day. He's got and a he UCL. May play with a UCL injury. And now the Vikings are only about a three-and-a-half or four-point underdog. So the only thing that moves a line like that is a potential quarterback injury and maybe the public, maybe the Sharps and Vegas itself saying, we better adjust here because who is it? Case Keenum, I believe, is the backup? It could be, yes. Case Keenum is Buffalo's backup. It could be Case Keenum. How would that be against his old team? Case Keenum uh, in Orchard Park against the Vikings, potentially. UCL, you hear that for a baseball pitcher? You're talking Tommy John. Yes. But it's important to note, a football quarterback and a baseball pitcher put a very different amount of stress on that elbow. Would you, is that fair to say, Yerk? I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm guessing that. I think the football's a lot lighter than well, a baseball. I, baseball's heavy. Been, well, yeah. You put a football and you put a baseball on, on, a, on a scale, I think the baseball's much heavier. I'm guessing you're right. Yeah. I also think the torque is sort of different in the right. way a baseball is released and the stress that happens on right. an elbow. Yeah. Could a quarterback concede? still throws? I mean, if it's torn UCLA, UCLA, torn UCLA, UCL, it's going to be a problem. That's a problem, no matter what. That's yeah, a problem. It's going to be a problem. Well, you don't hear this often with quarterbacks. Do you? I'm seeing that a baseball is about day. five ounces, and a football is sixteen ounces. Well, that's hard to believe. A football's a pound, and a baseball isn't. A baseball's okay, only five so ounces. Bigger though. Yeah, but that's that's just the leather. I mean, how dense is it? It's, it's air in the it's middle. It's air in the middle. It's air in the a middle. A baseball's not air in the middle. No, the baseball's dense. I see what you're and saying. I, I, I've never seen a baseball that weighed only five ounces. The wind would take it. 
Yeah, baseball seems like it'd have to be more than five ounces. That's uh, yeah. not even a half a pound. Yeah, half a pound is eight ounces. Right, that's Arm. what I'm saying. It's I barely a not quarter even... of a pound. Yeah. Yeah, it's just on. over I, I think the soccer world incepted me. Hold on. Oh, I think they think a football is for like a soccer ball. Ah, Hold on. But is a baseball on. really only five ounces? I would have thought it was. You don't, you don't score a goal with a football. No, you don't. Hold on. No. I'm going to go back to Google. No, that's Carry okay. On, I still think a baseball is more than five ounces. I kind of would have thought that too. Because like you said, that's just over a quarter of a pound. Is that all it is? Yeah, I got to keep getting in here for the Twitch thing. Yeah, yeah, get in there for the twitch. People want to see you, good driving kid. me crazy. You said I was ugly earlier. I did not. Why say, would people want to see I, me if I'm so ugly? I said no such thing. Jeez. Stop yourself. I you mean, never say anything like Can't that. Can't believe him. As far as you know. No, a second Google is still saying about 16 ounces. Wow. A, 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 a An American football. football? Yeah. 16 ounces? And a baseball's not heavier than that. I don't know. It's saying four, I'm, yeah, 14 to 16 ounces. Traditionally made of brown leather, modern footballs are manufactured in a variety of colors. Regulation football is 11 to 12 inches long and th- uh, 23 to 24 inches in circumference at its widest point. It weighs 410 to 460 grams, which is 14 to 16 yeah. ounces, and inflates to 9.5 to 10. Oh, here we go. Inflate gate, deflate gate. 9.5 uh, to 10 uh, pounds per square inch. PSI. PSI, yes. Uh, So I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I think it's got a lot to do with the motion, though. You don't hear this too often with quarterbacks dealing with UCL injuries. I mean, can you think of any? I I don't remember any. Usually what happens, sometimes they deal with it, but it's because when somebody's trying to sack them, as they're going forward, the arm gets hit, and it, you know, sublexes that, that elbow and opens it up real wide. That's when you hear of an injury getting to that area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not from repetition and it's not from throwing. It's from some somebody catching that arm as that, you know, elbow and shoulder right. are moving some sort forward. Of, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I see some outside some sort of force. Contact force. Some sort of outside force is coming up on the hand. Yeah. And with the ball being so much heavier, you wonder, well, why don't you see more shoulder injuries potentially or more elbow injuries potentially? Because the throwing motion is just so different. And I think the baseball throwing motion is a lot more unnatural, and you're putting all that undue stress on your shoulder, your labrum, your elbow. And like Eric said, really only in football do you hear it when a guy gets contacted. Shoulder injuries happen when a guy suffers a blow, contact, elbow injuries. I guess Breeze, I think Drew Breeze, his might have been from contact too. Remember his shoulder injury when he was young? Now, that turned out to be much ado about nothing because he went on to yeah. have a Hall of Fame career. That's but exactly remember, it. the Miami Dolphins didn't sign Drew Brees because they from were worried. San Diego. Yes. From San Diego, they were worried about his shoulder injury. And I don't recall, it was so long ago, forgive me, I'd have to look. I don't recall if that was something from throwing or if that was some sort and, of contact injury. And New Orleans was going after Romo. Correct. But Parcells knew that Sean Payton wanted Romo. And said, uh, you're not going to get them. And they ended up going for Drew Brees. That's right. And yeah. the rest, as they say. You're the rest right. is history. Is history. But, yeah. yeah, it's just not. I can't think of too many instances in where this is a problem from throwing, whether it's shoulder or elbow, for quarterbacks. Certainly not elbow because the throwing motion is so different and there's not nearly as much stress. But that is something that bears watching. Uh, I mean, Buffalo right now, you know, Josh Allen has any sort of significant elbow injury that prevents him from being Josh Allen in the pocket, and it's good night, Buffalo. 
That's it. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, this isn't Nick Foles coming in to save the day. Sal Pal's not coming on saying they're going to come back and uh, win the Super Bowl. Sorry, that I didn't just, happen. I just bet on Minnesota at six and a half. <laughs> in your cover five? In my cover five. Yurko's already locked I clicked, it in. I, cl- I locked it in. Why not? Why wouldn't I lock it in? Of course I'm going to lock it Everybody in. should be playing cover five with us. Weekly prize, year-end prize. Get in. Get the in. Cover five is free. Get in now. It doesn't now. cost you anything, but you could win. Just go to the Cover Five app, download the Cover Five app, or go to coverfive.com, and you want to join the CJ22 contest. Carmen and Yurko, 2022, get it? CJ22. That's all you need to do. I moved up the, the uh, list last week because I had a good week last week in the Cover Five. Uh, you know, when you hit some of those big dogs, boy, the dogs have barked this year, Yurko. They are been, they've been barking. The dogs yeah. have barked. I mean, think about the Jets winning outright as a double-digit dog. Think about the Titans going to overtime, Yurko, as a double-digit dog. The Chris, Titans, Chris Black is second. You know I know. That. He's killing it. 169. Is that more or less than you had last week? I had a bad week last week. Black yeah. is second. Yeah. It's a long season, though, guys. I'm in the yeah. top 100, and I feel good about it. Black is second. I'm, uh, I'm 99th uh, out of 12, uh, 1,244. I'm 61st. Look at you. Well done. I'm getting there. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, uh, Vrabel can coach. Uh, speaking of those coaches. Mikey that, Vrabel? Mike Vrabel can coach. Right? There's something. It's like a Tomlin thing. There's something well, going on it's, there. It's, where it's, his, it's like a Belichick thing. You know, they he just no gets them prepared. Right. They, no business. He, he keeps them prepared. He keeps them prepared. Prepared. He's going to keep them in him. Doesn't yeah. matter who he's got. They're going to fight. And they're going to scratch. You're going to keep it close with a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. They completed five passes and went to overtime against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And it's not like Mahomes had a bad game. Mahomes was great. And they went to overtime. Yeah. With a quarterback that can't throw the ball down the field. That completed five passes. Like, you got to be kidding me. Without one of their best defensive players. Like, so maybe you said it perfectly. Some guys know how to coach because they know how to get their guys prepared. It's and it. motivated. And Mike Vrabel certainly does that. It's almost like you can never count Tennessee out because of that, which right. is crazy. He, he forces you to play exceptional against his team. You've got to be exceptional. If you're off, you're going to be in the game the whole time. It's a remarkable if, feat. If you're exceptional, you're going to beat the Tennessee Titans handily. But most teams can't be exceptional I, every week. I took a little house money on Sunday night, York, like literally five minutes before the game kicked off. Um, because yeah. I had a little house money. I had a very, right. I've had the last two Sundays have been very, very good. And I was like, you know what? Vrabel, good for you. 14 points. And it was never in doubt. Right. Like I never at one you point felt confident the, the whole entire way. time. I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's after the first five minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. This you're this, solid. This one's good. You know, you're going to be in good shape. This one's good. Yeah. It's amazing. And there's no lot. There's no logic for it. You know, there just isn't. When we come back, we're going to cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie. And I guess my pipes have the final word presented by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to have the last word on Carmen and Yurko. Is I Rick Hunt still smiling, though? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can we get a report on that? He fired on uh, Tony again, I think, can, yesterday. Can Jesse get a meeting with him out in Vegas to find out if uh, Rick Hunt is still smiling? There, because that's what I care about. And you're smiling. Come on, Mel. Yeah. Let's hear Mel Torme. The whole world smiles with you. I can't hit the that. The whole no. world. Yeah, I'm terrible. As long as Rakan's smiling, smiles that's all that matters to me. With you. Boy, they better get off to a good start next year. They better.